back to the Beyond the Gridiron, a college football podcast ran by me, Luca, and my co-host, Jordan. Um, we just finished week six of the college football season, and we're going to preview week seven. Crazy how we're already over a half into the season. You know, the sport we love so much has oh, yeah. gone by so quickly. Yeah, it's felt it felt like it just started. I agree. It's gone exactly. by way too quickly, but it's, it's, I think it's been a pretty fun season. It feels like that Northwestern Nebraska game was just like last week, you know. Oh yeah, that was. It, it honestly feels like it was like two, three weeks ago, but it was like almost two months. That's insane. Yeah. All right. Next is, dude. How was your week? You know, it's been a long week for both of us. I yes, assume. it has been long, but um, I haven't gotten home till like nine or ten every single day this week. But um, I mean, it's still been pretty good. How about you? Um, it's been long, you know. We had the PSATs on Wednesday. Those oh, were really yeah. Those yeah. I don't like the PSATs, but here's the thing: other than like preparing you for the SAT and like you know merit scholarships, mm-hmm. whatever. The best thing about the PSAT are the PSAT memes. Oh yeah, because they only make sense to people who took the PSAT, and they're so funny. Dude, I'm gonna miss it next year when I'm a senior. I know, same. Dude, you know, like preschoolers when they can't when they have motivation to draw oh yeah yeah no you definitely can't give them a reward yeah so anyways um we're gonna preview the week six slate we had last week we're recording on a thursday night during the thursday night football game but not the nfl one we're actually watching the west virginia baylor game right now (laughs) so it's 40 to 40 right now with um 30 and i don't even think i want to watch the the commanders play the bears the only thing good about Thursday night football is Herbie and Al Michaels. So, <laughs> so look here, West Virginia is tied forty to forty right now. They're thirty-five seconds, fourth and goal. They're gonna kick a field goal. And wait for it. They drilled it. Looks like West Virginia is gonna upset Baylor at home here. Baylor's gonna move on to three and three, but the game's not over yet. Anyways, so this week, uh. It was it was an all right week, you know. Probably wasn't as good as the week before, but let's start off with 17th ranked TCU going at 19th ranked Kansas, 38 to 31. TCU won. Um, do you want to start with this one? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a really good game. I didn't get to see too too much of it, but uh, I was watching it. I was I was over at your place watching the games mm-hmm. this week, and we had uh, you have a really nice setup over there, and we thank had, you. A lot of games on at the same time, and that one was a was a really fun one. I thought, um, I thought Jason Bean played really really well for the injured Jalen Daniels. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean TCU. They just, I mean, it was a really close game. I think they're about even. But TCU just comes out with the win. Quarterback. I think we. Great. Yeah, I think we learned that Kansas is still a good team. Yeah, which is surprising because they were literally the worst team in college football last year. Like the whole decade. Well, I mean, what Lance Leopold has done at Kansas is nothing short of phenomenal. His yeah. 16th or 17th game at Kansas, he already has him ranked in the top 25. You know, if yeah, I have a coaching vacancy, impressive. I want him. <laughs> if Miami has a coaching vacancy? Or if I'm – or anywhere. Oh, okay. Like yeah, if I'm, I'm saying, I, Wisconsin. I doubt they're going to fire Cristobal yet. <laughs> No, but there's definitely some Miami fans who already want to fire him uh, and this fan base. 
of a reaction, but I know we'll get to that game, but I do have some thoughts. All right. Um, can so Jalen Daniels saw her in the second quarter. Um, Zach Boyer tweeted that he's out for the season for a shoulder injury, even though um, Jalen Daniels quote tweeted that. He said, hey, what did he say? He was just like, who said this or something? But, you know, he's probably right. You know, those injuries don't end particularly that well. But, you know, Jason Bean, as you said, came in and played great. But on yeah, the other side. I haven't even heard of that guy until today. Yeah. I think he was a transfer. I'm looking him up right now because I, I, I don't know who this guy is. The backup quarterback for Kansas. I mean, I like I'm no clue. I'm gonna be. Oh, he was committed to Kansas. He went to Mansfield High School. He was the two thousand one hundred and twenty ninth national prospect. He's committed to North Texas in the twenty eighteen draft in the class. Yeah, North Texas. I mean, he stepped up. Anyways, on the other side, Max Duggan, three touchdowns. You know, he's having a phenomenal year. That's Sunny Dykes good. has really changed the team in one season. Yeah, but the really real X factor for um, TCU was receiver Quinnen Johnson, who caught 14 passes, which is incredible, for over 200 yards and a touchdown that won them the game in the fourth quarter. If you saw that, it was incredible. Like back of the end zone with a defender all over him, and that ended up winning the game. But yeah, Kansas is not a fluke team. No, definitely not. And even though they lost, I don't think they dropped in the rankings at all. And for good reason. They they definitely proved that they belong to be where they are. And even though they lost to TCU, it was a great game. And I definitely think Kansas is a top 20 te- 25 team uh, at the moment, for sure. All right, let's move on from this game. Let's go to the other noon game, which was 8 Tennessee versus 25th ranked LSU in Death Valley, the Tennessee won 40 to 13. And man, Tennessee was just plain dominant this game. Yeah, yeah, they were they were really good. And I, I still like LSU. I think when the season's said and done, unless they play too, too many hard teams. Oh, they play a good amount of hard teams. Yeah, they're um, in the SEC West. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, I still think... I still think if they win the games that they're supposed to, I, I think that they could they could still end as a ranked team. I really, really like Jaden Daniels. Um, but yeah, no, not not a great game by anybody on LSU. They just simply outmatched. I don't think it's on anyone in particular. I don't even blame LSU per se, but Tennessee is just that much better. And LSU, yeah, getting off the point, they're so good. Yeah, they still have that win over Mississippi State, which has aged really well, you know. But even without Cedric Tillman, a receiver, they just capitalized off LSU mistakes and turnovers, and they leaned on Jabari Small, the running back, who had over 120 yards and two touchdowns. And it's nice seeing former five-star Texas commit uh, Rue McCoy, who had uh, 140 yards. Um, yeah, they just dominated the lines of scrimmage. You know, Tennessee just did what they needed to do. Yeah, just simply outplayed them. And, and good on Tennessee. I still think LSU's a good team, but... Yeah, I, I think just simply outmatched. It's going to be really fun to see how both these teams finish up the season. All right, next game was probably the most surprising result of the weekend was Texas 49, Oklahoma 0. Do you want to start with this one? Yeah, that was crazy. I, I expected Texas to win. I did, I, I think. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can fact check that last podcast, but mm-hmm. I think I thought Texas would win. But Me too. Not 
like that. Breaking news. Wait, breaking news. Um, West Virginia just upset Baylor, forty-three to forty. Ooh, nice. How did uh, how did JT Daniels do? Uh, he threw a pick at the end, which could have lost in the game. But other than that, he did fine. I only watched the end of this game, but you know, I I thought Baylor was gonna win this game, and I was wrong. Nice. Well, is Baylor? What Baylor's Baylor was supposed three. to be good. They were ranked really highly just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're just not that good, sadly. Preseason top 10 team, too. Dang. Anyways. That is, that is very unfortunate. You want to finish with your Texas-Oklahoma take? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Quinn Ewers is that guy. <laughs> um, he is. He, he balled out uh, for mm-hmm. almost 300 yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. I mean, that's... And he just balled out. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that that just complete domination, forty nine to nothing. I thought, I thought Texas would win, but I also thought Oklahoma had a shot and it wouldn't be a blowout. But, yeah, me too. Oh my gosh! Speaking of hours, and Oklahoma never made a quarterback change. No, Davis Bevel is just terrible. Um, Edwards had two hundred eighty nine yards and four touchdowns, and Bajan also dominated on the ground with two touchdowns too. Yeah, it's um, one of the best running you know, backs in the If country. you watch that game, Oklahoma just kept on doing these wildcat sets because, you know, they couldn't throw the ball. So they rely on Eric Gray, who even threw a pick. They're running back, so, you know, not pretty. Oklahoma, you know, you expect when they hire Venables for that defense to improve, but that was not true. Plus, with all the with the really high blue-chip ratio, you'd expect they at least be competitive with all the talented players they have, but no. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean... I mean, I think Oklahoma's going to be good. I know their fans are probably in panic you do? mode. And yeah, I think they'll, event- not this year, but oh. I think eventually they'll be fine. I mean, I know a lot of their fans are going to go into panic mode right now. I would. Like for the future, but I don't know. I wouldn't. I think Brent Venables, he's going to get it. He's going to get them good eventually. He's going to have good recruiting classes. Oklahoma will be back, just taking a little step back this year for sure. I mean, this year, obviously, they're not going to be great, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. They'll they'll be fine in the future. I wouldn't I wouldn't panic about the future of Oklahoma football. All right. Next game was 24th No, Arkansas at 24th ranked Mississippi State. Mississippi State won this game 40 to 17 and man, I thought Mississippi State were my preseason dark horses and man, that is aging really well. They just completely destroyed Arkansas. Um Will Rogers at just under 300 yards and three touchdowns, just under 400 yards and three touchdowns, you know. Arkansas did not, uh, KJ Jefferson was not healthy to play. So that was really evident. Um, who played? Well, it was Malik Hornsby and Cade Forden, you know. Did not <laughs> and, look great. And it's funny because Cade Forden was a transfer from UNC and Malik Hornsby was a former commit to UNC. So, and neither of them played well, so. Or just statistically, I'm not going to act like I watched this game, let's be honest. It's Arkansas, Mississippi State. But um, Malik Hornsby, I mean, he threw a lot of yards, but only 8 for 17, a touchdown, two interceptions. Not great. Cade Forden went 2 for 6 with 8 touch with eight. Sorry, not 8 touchdowns, definitely not. Uh, 2 for 6 with 8 yards. You know, no KJ, no party. No, definitely not. They did not. They, they're not going to be partying in Arkansas for a while. Yeah, Mississippi State, running backs Dylan Johnson had 100. Well, running back Dylan Johnson had 100 yards. Running back Joaquavius Mark had 80 receiving yards. So they got a really good one-two punch at running back. And their defense played really well. 
And also, credit to Will Rogers. He set the SEC completion record in a career with 946 career completions, surpassing Aaron Murray, the great Georgia quarterback. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a really good record. Also, really underrated quarterback. I want to shout out one of Mississippi State's receivers named Caleb Ducking. That's a fun name. He played fine, but that's a funny name, Ducking. I watched a little bit of that game. <laughs> I'm really impressed by Mississippi State. All right, next game, 11th ranked Utah at 18th ranked UCLA. 42 to 32, UCLA continues their unbeaten streak. Can't say I expected this one, Luca. That I didn't. No, I didn't know. I was not. I was not focused on this game, but I did some research, and I was really surprised. You know, I was really raving last week about how Utah might be a playoff team, and you know, UCLA really shattered that. Maybe they're the playoff team. You know, DTR played phenomenal. He had three hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, people like to hype up like Will Levis, and and Anthony. Richardson uh, over the summer, you know, as like potential mm-hmm. first round draft picks and stuff because of their potential as a rusher and maybe as a passer with their arm. Look at someone who's actually good. Look at Dorian Thompson <laughs> Robinson. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, it took him a few years, but at least he's here. Yeah. I mean, if someone shows you that they are good, believe them. <laughs> like, yeah. even if it took them a while, it like they're good. Like, they also they Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo, two touchdowns. Oh, love that name still. Um, you know, so cornerback Clark Phillips III, you know, last week for Utah had three interceptions. But this week he had an eighty yard pick six. Oh wow. So that guy's that's, really that's pretty good. And Charbonnet. You know, just under two hundred yards and a touchdown. You know, you know what really hurt Utah was how slow Cam Rising started. You know, they just got themselves into a really early deficit and they struggled to come back. But credit to UCLA. Yeah, I still think Utah's a top 25 team. Me too. I don't know what they're ranked at the moment. Actually, yes, I do. They are ranked 20th. And I think that's fair. I just think UCLA, they played, they just played really, really good. And shout out to them because I think Utah's a good team. I just think UCLA's better. And I would yeah. not have expected that. But DTR, um, Charbonnet, and Bobo, that that is that is one of the best trios in the nation right now for sure. And yeah, I guess they. <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm I'm really impressed by UCLA. Great game. Ne- next, so I'm gonna combine the next segment with two games because they have like really similar results, you know. So I'm gonna go with uh, third ranked Ohio State beat Michigan State 49 to 20, and second ranked Georgia beat Auburn 42 to 10. Which one do you want to start with? Let's just um, go by these a little quicker. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we don't really need to talk about either of them. The only thing for uh, Georgia is, ah, Stetson Bennett's run. That was crazy. <laughs> the 60, yeah, the 64-yard rushing touchdown. Going for 64 yards. Maybe, that I think next. so fast. Oh I think next gosh. week, I think next week is going to be the week that Brian Harson gets fired. Even though Robbie Asher did not help. He had 30% completion percentage <sighs> yeah, and good. two fumbles. Um, yeah, but about that Ohio State game, if you watch that game, it started with a C chase throughout pick six, and he did not look back. He ended up with six touchdowns and 361 yards. He now leads the country in passing touchdowns and passing yards, if I recall. That's – yeah, he's really good. <laughs> you know, Heisman, he's the Heisman favorite as of now. Yeah, I, I can 
I can see that. I mean, 24 touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. Not that they've played that great of opponents, but doing that against a Big Ten school, even if it even if they are two and four, I, I'd still consider that very impressive. I think C.J. Stroud. They just have a probably, lot of weapons. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my expert analysis, Luca. I think C.J. Stroud is a really good quarterback. Whoa, really? Yeah, I bold take, bold take. I know, right? Well, he did throw an interception, so. Also, did you see? Actually, he threw seven touchdowns because the one interception was a touchdown for the other. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, so, yeah. This is unrelated, but you see that the goose who was in the middle of the Padres Dodgers game today? He was just lying in the middle of the field. No, no, I did not see that. <laughs> it was like uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, Padres up five to three in the second game of the series, and there's just a duck laying in the middle of the field. I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. A goose, my bad. Anyways, I, I got say, a little sidetracked. <laughs> I got sidetracked there. But Henderson, 118 yards a touchdown. Emeka, you know, one of the best receivers in the country, had uh, 143 yards and a touchdown. And Marvin Harrison, maybe even better, had 131 yards and three touchdowns. Even Fleming, just how scary that receiver trio is. Or not a trio, quartet, because JSN was out. But Fleming had 81 yards and a touchdown. So... It was crazy because Iowa State was not at full strength with, you know, Mayan Williams and JSN were out, but they still completely dominated. So I think they're the best team in the country. You know, with my bi- with my Ohio State kind of bias aside, I think they're the best team in the country. I'd agree. I don't know who exactly is the best team in the country, but I think this is a good point to talk about it. I think the top three teams are Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And we'll take there, think- Jordan. I know, right? I'm crazy with the expert analysis today. But I feel like, and again, I don't feel like this is too hot of a take, but I think it should be Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama in that order. Yeah, after this week for sure. Ohio State's the only um, top five team to to not have a single digit win. Mm -hmm. Every other team has had a single digit win. Ohio State has only been double digits. Not that they played great opponents. But Alabama almost lost to Texas. Mm-hmm. And but Texas, but Texas State. with Quinn Edwards is a top ten team. Oh, absolutely, and I think they would have beaten Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying they almost lost to Texas. They almost lost to Texas A&M, as we're going to talk about, and then Georgia playing pretty bad against Kent State and almost losing to Missouri. I mean, I feel like Ohio State has to be above them in the rankings. So the fact that they're not one is a little questionable. Yeah, we'll see. Next game was an upset. Um, South Carolina, 24, 14th ranked Kentucky, 14. So I completely I assume, missed this game. I'm going to be completely honest. Here, I'll leave this one. I'll leave this one. Um, so do. Will Levis was out for this game, and it really showed. Um, they oh, started Kaya Sharon, who uh, was not Will Levis, to say the least. You know, Rattler had one touchdown to Antoine Wells, a James Madison transfer who has been tearing it up this year. It was like a little – he caught it, like, behind – line of scrimmage just ran in for like 40 yards um and really kentucky fumbled it on the first play and man it just did not go kentucky's way you know south carolina caused pressure on the line of scrimmage and running back marshawn lloyd was the real mvp for south carolina that game so we'll see what how south carolina plays for the rest of the season but you know just the top 15 upset worth covering yeah yeah i i agree i went home that day I didn't get home till very late that Saturday, and I was just checking the top 25 scores, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it caught me very mm-hmm. off guard. And, and 
yeah, I guess uh, Kaya Sharon being in for Will Levis definitely hurt them. But, I mean, statistically, he wasn't that bad. I mean, he had two touchdowns, only one pick, 178 yards, but was they ran only, the ball a lot. only a little over 50% completion and a QBR of 29.5, which I don't think is that great. All right, next game. So, to be honest, I didn't watch this game. Uh, 16th ranked BYU, 20, Notre Dame, 28 at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I thought Notre Dame would win. I only when they beat North Carolina, even though North Carolina's defense was atrocious that game. I knew that they were a top 25 team, and they got off to a little bit of a rough start with Marshall, but, I mean. Marshall's they... now 0-3 since that game. <laughs> Crazy. I think it was just a bad performance. I mean, they it was a it was a fine game until with Ohio State until the end only held them to twenty one points. Then a terrible game against Marshall, pretty close against California, but then they beat North Carolina, who is the top most or had the is the I don't know how to word this, but they were at the top of the unranked teams at the AP poll. I don't know. I think I worded that okay. <laughs> but BYU, um, yeah, I mean, 16th and they beat them. I think North Carolina and then BYU, while they're 3-2, and two, I I guess they shouldn't be ranked, but I think I think after a few weeks they will be. I think they're a top yeah. 25 team. Pine played really well, at least statistically. Yeah, I mean, he's 3-0 and as a starter. He had three touchdowns. You know, maybe is he the guy? I That's think up is. for debate. I mean, I think he is. I mean, They I just play better with him. Yeah, Notre Dame just dominated the first half, and they just maintained the clock and won the game. You know, good. good I don't on. know how good their running backs are because they ran out the middle on us every single freaking play. Yeah, what's his I name? Mean, Esteban? Oh, my gosh. Don't remind me. All right. <laughs> yes, but that, that, Next that's game. Him. Um, Miami uh, 24, North Carolina 27. Uh, all I have to say about this game is that, you know, Miami just lost to themselves. You know, it was – Really a hard game to watch because of mistakes and miscues. But, you know, North Carolina made some of the plays they need to make to win the game. Um, Yeah, what do you yeah. think about this game? I, uh, I think you got to credit North Carolina a little bit. I think, eh. I think Miami no, beat just, themselves. I also think I think North Carolina beat Miami. Um, I don't think so, no. I mean, Miami mm. had more total yards and more uh, turnovers. But since Miami had so, you know, you saw that fumble that Jalen Knighton had on the fourth down. It was the weakest fumble ever, you know. If, if we finish that drive, we lead in the fourth quarter. If Miami does not step out of bounds on that onside kick, we have more time to score. Um, if yeah, Miami it, doesn't get missed scores on the one-yard line for, like, three straight plays, Miami has a touch. If Miami doesn't blow in a coverage assignment in the first drive, Miami probably wins that game. So, you know, Miami just – they don't know how to win. You know, the talent's there, but with all these winnable games, you know, dating back to the A&M game, you know, Miami could definitely be undefeated, even though that sounds ridiculous. It's just really hard team to watch, you know. It just really depresses me whenever I watch them. You know, but yeah, credit to Tyler yeah. Van Dyke. He had the most yards out of any quarterback this week. Yeah, and good for them. He threw for 500 on the heads. Yeah, not a great performance by North Carolina. By far, Greg May's worst performance of the year. He wasn't terrible, but he had two really bad interceptions. And he, I think he just play, he played well enough to win. 
Absolutely. I mean, he still threw 300 yards and had a 90 QBR. I mean, that's pretty good. I'm just saying, it's his worst performance of the year. And sure, Caleb Hood was great. A lot of the receivers were great. The defense took a step back from last week, but it wasn't as terrible. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, we only rushed for like 40 yards. You know, that's what yeah, honestly really was, lost it for us. The run defense was really good. Just Tyler Van Dyke just with 500 on their heads. And I don't know. It was, it was a pretty good game. Uh, it was, I got to embarrass you real quick. Um, we were watching the game together, and we, it was the first drive, and it was, like, little, like, runs or, like, dump-offs, and they hadn't gone deep yet, and then, uh, you said, uh, Drake May's afraid to go deep against our secondary, like, he won't throw deep, and I was like, yeah, but, score a touchdown right here, touchdown, J.J. Jones, 75 yards. Blown coverage assignment by Camp Kitchens. Yeah, Anyways. It was, it was the best timing ever. I mean, two irrelevant so teams. <laughs> I mean, UNC is so. ranked 26 right now, so. You know, yeah, I think And the Coastal beat... is just there to lose now. Yeah, I think if they can beat Duke, then they should be ranked. Yeah, I think they're going to win the Coastal because they're out of division. Like, matchups are pretty favorable compared to Miami, who has to play FSU and Clemson. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it finishes, I think. I think all the opponents UNC played this year are all in the Atlantic. I mean, NC State, Wake Forest, both Atlantic. Pittsburgh right. could be hard. I think UNC can win, though. All right. Let's move on, because I can't believe we talked about that game for a couple minutes. Anyways. I enjoyed it. I did. It's just... Anyways, number one, Alabama, 24. at uh, Not at. Texas A&M, 20. Uh, do you want to start with this one, or do you want me to? Uh, you go. All right, so, you know, Alabama, they struggled with Jalen Milrow. You know, he had two fumbles and a pick, but he did have a hat trick of touchdowns. But you got to credit the A&M defense. They really slowed him down. Um, So, Haynes King was the starter today because Mac Johnson was hurt. And honestly, he did – he played well enough to win. Um, Jameer Gibbs, again, was relied had the loop. You know, he had 21 yards for 154 – 21 carries for 154 yards, and – you know, he was Bama's MVP again. You know, he they really won because of all those big plays. And I'd let, I'll let you talk about that final play because I can't process it. You got it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch this game. Did you see the ending? No. <laughs> okay, so, like, Tess A&M is down 24 to 20. They have it like on the two two yard line. Um, it's first and goal with two seconds left. They're at, so they're at the two line two yard line, right? Haynes King drops back drops back to throw, and they don't throw it like they the play call is like. Oh, I can't wait. really comprehend this. I like, do, I do remember. They don't even I, throw it at the end zone. Johnny Mansell literally tweeted how bad that play call was. You know what? Why don't I do you put the ball in now. the end zone? It's been it's been a long week, Luca, but I do remember this now. And then the flag, and then they had a chance, and they didn't get it. I Dude, what was that play call? Dude, Jimbo needs to hand over the play call and shoot. Yeah. Because, I mean, man, they really had a chance to beat the number one team in the country for the second straight year in a row. For the second year in a row. I mean, not necessarily because they just lost to Alabama, but in general, I'd be panicking a little bit if I was Texas A&M. I mean... They beat Sam Houston, Miami, and Arkansas, which 
even though Miami and Arkansas ranked in the top 15 at the time, no offense, are not They're really not top 15 wins. teams. No, they're not really impressive wins, especially Sam Houston, no offense. They just don't have the quarterback, you know? They, they got the defense and the weapons, but yeah, I don't and know. Their, and their losses to Appalachian State, I know they hung, I know they beat Texas A&M, and then they hung with North Carolina, but they lost to James Madison, who is a top five team, but Appalachian State, they're they're not they're not as good as people thought they were, and I mean they lost to Texas State last week. It's just Appalachian State's not a great team, and they lost to them, lost to Mississippi State. It was a fun a story. Team, and then yeah, losing to Alabama. I top mean, fifteen team in my opinion. Who? Man, I love myself some of those Bulldogs. <laughs> Go Mississippi dogs. State. Yes, I just the I real Bulldogs in the SEC. Like, unlike Oklahoma, I think Texas A&M should be panicking a little bit. I mean, losing, not even losing to, I mean, yeah, I mean, bad performances. I mean, they barely beat Arkansas, who they are better than. They, they, Miami outplayed them, and they lost. Yeah. And they, I mean, and they more yards and more Miami t- lost. So, I mean, again, I, I mean, Texas A&M got outplayed. Texas A&M barely beat Arkansas. Then got blown out by Mississippi State, and then I mean hanging with Alabama is pretty cool. I'm just saying, you kind of have to start to wonder. I mean, they got these top recruiting classes. I mean, I know they're just freshmen because it was this recruiting class. You got to start to wonder: Is Jimbo the guy? Do they need to go a different direction? I mean, I don't want to. Did you see what but... this fan on the Paul Feinbaum show said? He was yeah. like, "It's probably cheaper to get a hitman on." Jimbo Fisher, rather than paying his buyout, like I know it's said in a jokingly manner, but some of these fans that is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it might be though. So, I don't watch the uh Paul Feinbaum show, yeah, I don't like sports radio. No, I that's also another reason I wanted to do a podcast because I really don't like sports radio. I mean, I like really? Mike and Mike, I, do. I liked Mike and Mike, that was the last one I liked. Like, they're all. They always have to just find something. That's why I like that this is weekly. Because we're doing yeah. this for like an hour every week about one sport. They're doing like every sport for like four hours every weekday. Yeah, I really it's like just... um the the only one I like is a radio show called Dusty and Danny in the Morning. Led by <laughs> Danny Dvorak, who's like, he commentated the Miami-UNC game. But other than that, I prefer podcasts. Especially the Solid Verbal um, ran by um Ty Hildenbranch and Dan Rubenstein. I... DM them on Instagram asking for advice, and they really and they uh, gave me some good advice. You know, I was pretty, you know, to a limited extent starstruck because I've been listening to them for so many years. I just really appreciated that they responded to me. Yeah, I'm so glad. So, I hope they hope they eventually listen listen I mean, to the podcast sometime. But yeah, no, I just I'm so excited to do this podcast because I really me too. I'm sure a lot of the podcasts, but a lot of the sports radio, especially locally, they just start talking politics and they. And it's so, especially like on ESPN, they have to, not the politics thing, but they have to like keep talking about the same thing. They have to ask like the dumbest questions. They have to talk about the dumbest things because there's just so much time that they have to fill up and then nothing's happening. They don't know what to talk about. And it's just so like aggravating to watch, you know, so I'm just so glad we can do this. We can, yeah. you know, just talk about sports and we can just, for real. Yeah. you know, have I fun. Agree. Yeah, for real facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Last game. I agree. Last game, I'm going to recap for this, for last week was Florida State at 14th ranked 
NC State, 19 to 17. Did you watch any of this game? I know about the ending. I don't know how yes. dumb you can be if you're FSU. I mean, you literally get down 17 and 19 in the red zone. Like, just kick a field goal. Just, just kick a field goal. And if you want to, if you want to do some little runs, I got you. Jordan I, Travis, honestly, man. If you, if you even do like little five yard passes, that's risky. Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand it if you want a little better field position. But if they throw that and it gets picked off, that's very unfortunate and kind of dumb. But it's a little understandable. This, no, no. I'd, just bring I'd be it. aggravated if I were an bring FSU it. fan. You know, Travis was only 50% on the day with a touchdown and two picks, I mean, even though he did have 108 yards on the ground. But even though Leary was also under 50%, it was kind of like a slugfest. You know, FSU was up 17-3 to at halftime. You know, they really threw this game away. And this game did start with a lightning delay, too, so that might have influenced their bad luck. Yeah, that's I, – I, just, I, I don't know what the thought process was there. That's just – that's very – that's so dumb. I, with like, the lightning, I, I, I have no words. I, I didn't just, know where. They they gave that game to NC State. Good for NC State, I guess, coming back. But wow, just blew that lead. Blew the game. You know what I'm grateful for? Didn't do it. What? I'm so grateful for no more Aaron Judge Guttens. Oh my gosh, those are so bad. Like, oh, what game was it that we were talking? About? It might have been the Texas Texas the Texas Texas Tech game where they cut into a mid play. For Aaron Judge. No, it was oh the Wake Forest Clemson God. game. Oh my Anyways, God. glad he got his record. He's done, even though know, he doesn't the have the all-time Kentucky record. Game at the end, they come in a few times, just like you just want to watch the football. I don't care about baseball or Aaron Judge at all. If I care, I'd be watching baseball. that instead. I mean, that's a good point, but the thing is, he doesn't even have the record. He has the American League record, even though the real record is by I think by Barry Bonds. Who had 73, while um, Aaron Judge only had 62. But yeah, but again, that was during the steroid era, so you can't really count that. But, you know, credit to Aaron Judge passing Roger Maris. Yeah, not to get too sidetracked, but what are your thoughts on steroids? Do you think, do you think they should? I, be- I don't know. I don't, no, I don't. I No, they kind of, the steroid era in baseball, I don't know much about it, but I, I don't think it should count, you know? These guys are playing under stuff. Uh, what's it called? Um, sorry. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. No, but I completely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I don't think it should count. Yeah, no, I. I get that, but also as far as like steroid usage, it's not good for you, obviously, and I. No, if it, you play sports, you should not use yeah, steroids. No, anti but also, performance enhancing. If everybody's using performance enhancers and you, everybody's just better. And you're just getting the best possible. That's that's peak entertainment, you know. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, it's so realistic. I think a lot of people, like if Aaron Judge was using steroids, he might get 80 home runs. You know, I'm just saying. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be entertained or do you want it to be fair? That's that, fair. I mean, I, look. I mean, at the end of the day, they're bad for you. They should be banned. I'm not actually advocating for steroids. I'm just saying. At the end of the day. The sports industry is an entertainment industry. That is 90% of what it is. These players are entertainers. And I think, obviously, they All shouldn't right. actually use steroids. I'm just saying that would make it pretty entertaining. Again, don't use steroids. But I like the this highest is gonna level, go on the coverage. highest players, bunch of steroids. 
that would be pretty entertaining. Just saying. Like, I think there should be a separate league that's just, like, everybody's on steroids. <laughs> I mean, hell, why not? Anyways. Yeah, I mean, not actually, but that'd be really it's 11, it's 11 at night, 11 p.m. at night, you know. Really late, but anyways, let's push through this. Um, <laughs> week, week seven, you know, already a week seven. College game day is going to be at the Alabama-Tennessee game. Hayden Manning will be the celebrity guest picker. Ooh. So, what game are you most looking forward to besides the Tennessee Alabama game? Yeah, well, if you want I me to go first, that's fine. You go first. I am really, really looking forward to the NC State Syracuse game because it's an undefeated Syracuse team who hasn't really been tested. You know, I really their favorite too. I really want to see how they perform against NC State. Want to just start with that game, even though it's not the first game the week uh yeah yeah for sure are we doing the spread um yeah syracuse is a home uh favorite you know they're favored by three and a half points um you know syracuse has a dynamic off offense with gary trader and sean tucker while nc state is dominant on defense you know it's a tale of two different sides sides of the ball so we're, i'm really interested to see which side prevails here yeah i think it'll be really interesting i really like Okay, really like it's a stretch. I like Garrett Schrader. I don't I've only seen Syracuse play against Purdue and the offense looked pretty good. Um Garrett Schrader, mm-hmm. he hit some throws when he needed to, but his accuracy is really, really shaky. And maybe that was just from the little bit I saw, but he does not seem very accurate. He's mobile, he seems a little paranoid in the pocket. I don't know if I trust him to throw against the NC State defense, and I don't know if I trust Syracuse defense, who allowed Purdue to get back in the game, and I, I think NC State's a better team than Purdue, if they allowed Purdue to get back in this game, I don't. I, I think NC State might score a lot against this team. I think it'll be a little bit. Of a I don't think NC State has the offense to score a lot all year. Their offense has been sluggish. I don't know what you see with this NC State offense. I mean, I see Syracuse's defense. That's I like I Syracuse here. I think Leary, you know, is a little banged up from that Florida State game, but I think Syracuse <laughs> continues their unbeaten streak. You know, you you heard it first here. I'm gonna have go to orange. Disagree with you. I think NC in the Carrier gonna, Dome. I think NC State's gonna pull off the technical upset, according to Vegas. I just, I don't know. I don't. I like Garrett Schrader. I think if he becomes accurate, he can actually become an NFL prospect. But as of right now, I just. I, I like Tucker. I like Schrader. I think it'll be pretty close. I, I, I don't think it'll get outside, like, 10. I think it'll be single digits. But, And I think Syracuse yeah. might still. I think this will determine if Syracuse should be ranked or not. If they get blown out, they shouldn't be ranked. If they lose closer win, they should absolutely be ranked. I just, yeah. I think I'm going to go NC State in a close-ish one. I just I don't trust their defense from the one time I saw them play against Purdue. But I could be wrong. Yeah. And I kind of hope I am. Go Syracuse. Yeah, go Qs. Next game is the noon game. Man, this game is awesome. 10th rig Penn State traveling to the big house to play number five Michigan, who is mm-hmm. a seven-point favorite. Let me start with this one. Um, you know, this has upset potential. You know, Nick Singleton is a ground threat, and they also have a passing offense with Sean Clifford. You know, Michigan hasn't really seen as good as an offense as Penn State so far this year. Penn State has an excellent defense. I think they're top 10 in scoring defense, and they're number five in rushing defense under the one and only Manny Diaz. But 
if they can slot Blake Corum, you know, has J.J. McCarthy really showed us he can stretch the ball down the field against a decent secondary, even though, you know, Penn State does not have the best secondary, but it's still pretty talented. What yeah. do you think about this game? I think I think Michigan probably wins. I mean, their offense is stacked. McCarthy, Corum, Bell, I'm sorry, interruption. My mom just texted me that the Commanders won. I'm a Commanders fan. Hey, good to get one and back. You know, it's been a Commanders bad season. Let's, yeah, let me, Do you let see me what, um, 12 to 7. See what, wow, classic Monday night football game. You see what seven. Ron I'm Rivera so said about, that game. <laughs> you know what Ron Rivera said like last week or something? Uh, they asked like why, um, why everybody else in your division is doing so well. You know, like the Giants are four and one, the Cowboys are four and one, the Eagles are five and zero. Oh. And you know what Ron Rivera said? Uh-oh. He said quarterback. So, I mean, you never know. Are the commanders going to target a quarterback in the first round next year? Because oh, here's the he was thing. like, they never do it. Here's the okay, thing. nope, we're not We're not going to talk. We're not going to go through this again. All I'm going to say, Sam Howell, first, nope. round, first round talent in the fifth, steal. He can't he, see over the O-line. He is not short. He gets sacked. Like all the because time because he had a terrible no. Okay, you're right. You wonder why he fell to the fifth round. Okay, okay, fine. Let's not if go. You, into if this. you don't want to get into it, that's fine. I'm just saying. I don't. If you want, if they need to make a quarterback switch, I like Heineke, but I don't know. Maybe your first round talent you got in the fifth. Eh. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But yes, Winston sorry. even have a hundred yards today. I'm. I mean, dude, Brian Robinson. Credit to him. You know, his first career start, he had sixty yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Average 3.5 yards a carry. You know, good to yeah, see him back after bad. being shut. I'm surprised he took over Gibson's job. I, I like Gibson, so I don't know. Yeah, but okay. Has a lot to live Let's up go back to this Michigan game. That's all but I'm saying. Okay. My but take yes, is I, oh, I think Michigan's going to win because of their defense. You know, I think it, this is going to be a really close game, but I just think, you know, J.J. McCarthy's going to pull enough good drives, and I think they're going to pull away late. You know, Penn State's just coming off a bye week after a really bad 17-7 to Northwestern win where they threw a lot of turnovers. But, you know, just expect this game to be pretty low scoring. Yeah, I would say – yeah, I think Michigan covers the spread. I don't think, I don't think they cover. Scoring. I think they I do. think Penn State covers. I, li- I like Michigan by – I like a close game. A good amount here. I think it will be close. I don't think it will be too close, like two touchdowns maybe. All right. I, I like that range for it. I, I also think this could – we made a lot of predictions last week, and they were just wrong because games are so unpredictable. But that's why we love this sport. I know. So I think there's a there's a good shot it goes either way. But I I do think Michigan covers. I really like Michigan. I really like their offense. I really like their defense. I do think they're a top five team in the country. I think they beat Penn State sort of comfortably. All right, the next game. So both of these teams are in the Big Ten. Wait, West, I wait, no, Big Ten East, I believe, right? Wait, wait, well, which two teams? So it's Minnesota against the 24th ranked Illinois Fighting Illini. They're Minnesota's four and one, and Illinois is five and one. And guess who's back? Mo Ibrahim, yep, yeah. So that's why, give me the Gophers, you know, it, that's why Minnesota is a six and a half point favorite. On the road against a ranked team because that's how important he is to the team. You know, Illinois just came off beating Iowa like nine to six. Even though Illinois does have maybe equally as good of a running back as Mo Ibrahim and Chase Brown, who leads the Big Ten in rushing yards. But 
these are both good defenses. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I like Illinois to cover, but I like Minnesota uh, winning this game. Important for them to make it to the Big Ten Championship game. Mm. I'm going to be completely honest. I could not care about this game any less. <laughs> You're not Minnes- going to tune into this game? Minnesota I mean, and is borderline a ranked a top 25 team. And Illinois is a top 25 team. I mean, okay, do the do the people listening know like what state we live in? Sure, we live in North Carolina. Yeah, we live in North Carolina. I could not give I <laughs> I my dad's going to watch so I can't curse, but I I could not give <laughs> Dude, any This is I'm a cursing sorry, podcast. I could, what? Dude, we can curse on this podcast. Okay, sorry dad. Um, I couldn't give two shits about this game. I, I really couldn't. I like. I I don't care. <laughs> All right, Minnesota, Illinois. But uh, my next I, game is wait, California hold on, hold on, against Colorado. No, no, I'm still, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna <laughs> you don't want to talk it. about California, Colorado? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that's so much better. No, but I think Minnesota. I mean, that's that's a spread. <laughs> a Four point five. I just don't know much about either of these teams, but I like Mo Ibrahim a lot. I, I mean, Illinois, I'm looking at their their uh, games. Nothing's really impressive, even though they're 5-1. and one. I think Minnesota wins. I couldn't really give you a prediction on the spread. I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't have enough information about that. But I think Minnesota wins. Next game is LSU-Florida. I didn't really research this game too much. It's because it was kind of falling under the radar. They're both 4-2. and two. It's in the swamp. I expect it to be a good atmosphere. You know, Florida's only a 2.5-point favorite. But, you know, these two are pretty even teams. You know, they both had a lot of hype coming into this season, especially Florida did. You know, AR-15, you know, the defense is fine. But, you know, LSU is still a good team. That's why I like – I don't know if I like LSU on the road because I, I don't know if that Tennessee loss, you know, had more damage on them because how bad they lost. You know, Florida's coming off momentum with that Missouri win. That's why I like Florida here. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Luca. I – I really like LSU here. I really like Jaden Daniels. I really dislike Anthony Richardson. I just think, yeah, I think, I think Brian Kelly and Napier, Billy Napier. I just, I don't know if I like that coaching matchup. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly, he he's gonna get, he gets a lot, um, he gets a lot of shit for everything that he's done. Um, at LSU so far with the country accent, with the cringy videos, with everything. But, um, yeah, I just I, – he's still a really good coach. LSU is still a really good team. And, well, okay, that's a stretch. That's that's a really big stretch. I don't think either of these teams are really good. I think both of them are, like, borderline top 25. But Okay, I let's think... not spend too much time on this game I'm about to say. Oh, sorry, finish your thought. No, no, I – yeah. No, I have a lot of thoughts about Louisiana State, actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think I think Jaden Daniels is is really good. I think LSU is pretty good. I think they're a good amount better than Florida, and Florida's fl- favored, so I'm going LSU to cover the spread big time. All right, next game. Okay, don't spend too much time on this. I'll let okay, you I can, narrate I took, this one. Took too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no North Carolina at Duke. North Carolina's a seven point favorite. You think uh, North, North Carolina, Carolina covers because cover? they're better than Duke by a lot. Why Duke is not that bad this year? Uh, Duke is not great, and North Carolina is a lot better. Therefore, I think North Carolina will win the game I, because I think they this are is a better letdown at spot. most positions. Letdown spot. Man, this would be a hell of a basketball game. No. 
Okay, yeah. I think but see, Drake May will be able to torch the defense. I don't want to be too cocky. I'm just saying, I mean, you said you don't want to spend time, spend time on some games. I don't think this is one we have to spend time on. I mean, I love UNC, <laughs> and I'll talk about them for the whole podcast if you want. But they cover the spread because they're better than Duke in almost every aspect next game. <laughs> All right, next game. Uh, I'm going to bring us down to um, Dallas. No, Fort Worth here for the Oklahoma State TCU game. Oklahoma State's ranked 8th. TCU's ranked 13th. They are both undefeated. TCU is a four-point favorite. Who do you like here? Mm, this is a tough one. but This is going to be a hell of a game. TCU. They, they it's during really... the Alabama-Tennessee game, so I don't I know mean, how much. TCU, they crushed Oklahoma, who I still think is eh. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks they are, but, like, they're not good. But they beat Oklahoma. They crushed Oklahoma. They beat a really good Kansas team in Oklahoma last week. They barely beat Texas Tech. They were in a close one with Baylor, who we've learned is not that great. Arizona State scored 17 on them. I don't think they're a top 10 team in the country. Give me TCU. I think they cover the spread. Wow. I think they continue their dominance. Give me the Horn Frogs. You like Duggan? He already has 14 touchdowns through the air really with only like one Duggan. interception. Like you know, they're both tied third for the highest scoring teams in the country. So this is going to – there's going to be a lot of points. I hope now, so. Both teams are honestly defensively sound, but I don't think it's going to matter because I think it's going to be shoot-up. You know, is this a game-of-the-year candidate? Maybe. We'll see. Am I hyping this up too much? Maybe. But, <laughs> Maybe man, we'll I am see. really excited for this one. Great quarterback matchup here with Spencer Sanders against Max Duggan. Oh, yeah, so, both great. Man, I like Oklahoma State here. I think they beat TCU. Interesting. Because I think Oklahoma State is that good. Next game. It's the biggest game in the season so far, in my opinion. Um, number three, Alabama travels to Neyland Stadium to play number six, Tennessee, who is a minus seven, who's a plus seven underdog against a uh, seven point underdog against Alabama. But man, this stadium is going to be electric. Talk about a stadium that holds more than a hundred thousand crazy fans. You know, it's going to be like a checkerboard pattern in the seats. Just going to be an enticing atmosphere here because you know how loud it gets up there in Knoxville. And this could be a program defining win. What it do you think about be. this game? It could be. Bryce Young like is so questionable. Um, they both have explosive offenses. They're both, you know, top 10 in scoring offenses. And I don't know. This is a game that Alabama could lose. You know, if you ask me about this game preseason, I thought no question Alabama is going to win. But now seven weeks into the season, there is a really, really strong possibility that Tennessee wins this football game. You know, this could be a Heisman moment for the quarterback out of Greensboro, um, <laughs> Hendon Hooker. <laughs> uh, but I think, Ban- I mean, if Bryce Young plays or doesn't play, that that's really what decides the game for me. But if not, Jalen Milrow is going to have to have the game of his life against, you know, an average Tennessee defense. You know, they're not A&M. They're more on, like, Arkansas's level. Um, I, I took that from another podcast, so I feel bad. But anyways, Bama <laughs> is probably going to lean on Jameer Gibbs here and that's what i think it's going to win it for them i think jameer gibbs is going to be the x factor give me the tide but i think tennessee covers interesting i really like tennessee i i think With all those weapons i think Cedric they're a good team it's going to be bad i think they're a good team you know how much i love hendon hooker mm-hmm. from from north carolina greensboro north carolina greensboro north carolina the 32nd most dangerous city in the united states what Wait, Cedric Tillman 
it's not. Wait, it's wait, not hold on. Did you take the Greensboro's the 32nd most dangerous city in the United States? Yeah, somebody told me that today. I'm wait, sure hold on, hold on. You can't just say anyway, that. No, expect me to anyways, move anyways, on. anyways. No, no, anyways, no, 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 no. Hold no, on. No, 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 no. We got a podcast yeah. here. Okay, no, no, no. I think we can get okay. sidetracked off this. You can't just say the city that we live in is the 32nd most dangerous in, anyways, in the country. Anyways, so Bama, oh. seven point favorite here. Okay, you know, we're gonna talk about this later. No, we're not. Okay, let's let's save this till the end of the podcast. Okay. Anyways. Tell me that story. Okay. Sorry, what do you like sorry. here? I think Alabama is a really good team, and it's gonna be really, really hard to beat Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs. Even if they don't have Bryce Young, it's gonna be so hard to beat Jameer Gibbs. So regardless of how good Tennessee is, it's gonna be so hard to beat Alabama. However, it, Hendon if they Hooker had Cedric Tillman, but they don't have Tennessee. Cedric Tillman. Ah, oh, dude, I was sounding so cool. Dude, oh. Okay, hold on. Let me start over. Let me start over. Okay, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs. It's gonna be tough to beat them, especially if without Bryce Young. And so for Tennessee, it it will be really hard to beat them. But if anybody can beat them, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. I think they can do it. I think they will do it. Alabama oh. upset in Knoxville by Tennessee. They they've been some. They've had some really close games. Against Texas A&M, if Calzada started against Texas A&M, they would have won that game. And if they didn't injure Quinn Ewers in Texas, I Calzada's think they... not on Texas A&M anymore. Sorry. Wait, you said Calzada? Yeah, it, I know he's not. A, I know he's at Auburn now. I'm just saying, if Calzada was still huh? at Texas Sorry. A&M, if he started a game, I think he could have gone two and zero. And then Quinn Ewers, he got injured. I think there's a very real possibility as Alabama team would be four and two. I just. Wait, wait, where was her first loss? No, I was saying those those would be their two losses. No, wait, they, you they, said they, Texas and who else? Texas and M. No, but A and M they don't have Calzada anymore. And Max no, Johnson was hurt, so they were they were stuck with Ains King. Oh my bad. You just cut out so I got confused. Oh sorry, it's good. But yeah, no, I think I can't wait for this game. Three thirty, SEC on CBS. But yes, the electric Tennessee. atmosphere. But yeah, Tennessee, I'm going Tennessee. I think they at least cover, but I'm going to say they win outright. I love Tennessee. I love Hendon Hooker. Alabama's had too many close games this year. I think if Milrow plays, I think Tennessee might actually be favored. Like, and Milrow's... Dude, go balls. I, 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 I like Milrow, but yeah. not Bryce Young, you know? Right. Okay, the second to last game we're going to cover here is a night game. Another upset potential here. Number four, Clemson travels to Doe Campbell Stadium. To play FSU, who, where Clemson is a three and a half point favorite, and man, talk about Neyland Stadium is going to be electric, dude. The Doe Campbell is going to be crazy, you know, with the war chant they're going to do, and they're going to go out with a horse. They're going to plant a spear in the middle. I don't know, just a really crazy atmosphere, really big upset potential here. You know, even though Clemson's offense is improving, you know, DJ is improving exponentially. You know, he's just starting to trust his receivers more. That's really it. You know, Clemson can run the ball with Will Shipley. Exactly. Well, yeah, he has I a think swagger this year. Clemson should win this game, but I could see FSU pulling the comeback. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, and you I, really I saw how Jordan Travis that. played against a good defense last week. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Travis always plays like Lamar Jackson whenever he plays UNC. But when he plays every team... <laughs> He's okay. I mean, he's had a pretty good year this year, but DJ Uyunglele, very good quarterback this year. I I believed in him. You can vouch for me. I knew he was going to yeah, be good like this weirdly. year. Yeah, I, I knew because he showed he could be good, and now he is. And I'm so one happy game. for him. 
I just okay, but I was right, was I not? It's your underdog story there, you know, just a five star okay. quarterback okay. in you know I don't okay. You know, I think you're just salty that I Dude, was DJ right Slander me. is appreciated in this podcast. Okay. Well, we don't like Clemson on this podcast. I didn't say I like Clemson. I just said I like DJ. I mean but I mean I maybe I don't, yeah. I, don't know. I don't I have no clue who he is as like a person or anything. I'm just saying from a football perspective, I like him. I'm just saying I think you're mad that I kinda freaking nailed it and you kinda like freaking didn't. So All right. Yeah. Sounds I like mean, jealousy, personally. Remember what you said about Spencer Rattler in twenty nineteen? Yeah, so they did they lost they lost to Kansas State and you were okay. uh, and he had a terrible game. He I was like, man, this guy sucks. And you're like, no, remember, no remember, remember this when he's going to be the number one overall pick. Okay. So, no, you know, how, how's that, that age? How's that age? You know, All right, I mean, Mr. Genie. You know All right. What? I'm playing your Mr. game. Genie, that's right. I don't, that's not fortune teller. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I sounds like someone's jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is pretty late. Getting a little cranky, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Sorry, sorry that I nailed the take and you didn't. Not my fault. But yeah, Go we've all it. had our takes. Yeah, the Spencer Rattler one. He's really disappointing me this year. I'm not gonna get into it, but like, wow, he has not been good. Uh, at least statistically, I don't think he's played that well either. But yeah, sorry, yeah. Clemson. I think they cover the spread. Um, I think Florida State definitely has a possibility to upset, but like you said, I think Clemson wins. Yeah. Okay, do we have another game? All right, next game is – oh, we have, we have two more, my bad. Uh, 16th-ranked Mississippi State. Go dogs against 22-ranked Kentucky. Mississippi State is a four-point favorite. Will Levis is questionable, and I really think that's uh, – wait, whoever starts is really going to make me decide who's going to win this game. You know, if it's not Levis, Mississippi State, easy. Honestly, if it is Levis, Mississippi State, easy too, but it's still – Gives yeah. me more confidence in Kentucky. Yeah, I think if Levis is out, they're losing for sure. I think Kentucky yeah. definitely can win, but like Mississippi State, I mean, they just they played I mean, really it's good. In Kentucky. Rogers is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. For real, you know, Kentucky's O line really has to show up against the Mississippi State D line because they really could not handle the line of scrimmage against South Carolina. You know, I like Mississippi State either way. You know, Will Rogers can carve any defense, even defenses as good as Kentucky's defense. You know, if Mississippi State really stops the run with Chris Rodriguez, it's over. Plus, Mississippi State has the momentum after a couple big wins. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm seeing Kentucky's running back, uh, Kavasi Smoke, 5'9", built like a bowling ball. Kavasi Smoke. Dude, Kavassier? I love that name. Kavassier Kavassier Smoke. Smoke. And he's also, he's 5'9", he's 209. Like, that is, like, yeah, it's I'm 5'9". Yeah, being a short running back. And, I'm five nine, right. and I weigh like eighty pounds less than that. Like, I know, it's crazy, just, and I, I'm sure his Miami... is like pure muscle. Mm-hmm. Dude, Miami's recruiting a running back, you know, out of Miami Northwestern, who's a three star. I mean, they haven't officially offered yet, but it's really evident that they will. His name is Jamari Ford. He is five six, and he is insane. So five six? That's like Chris Likes height. <laughs> For real, I mean, Likesish. Baller. Anyways, um, Likes it pretty next game, um, last game, seventh ranked UC USC at twentieth ranked Utah, where Utah is actually a three and a half point favorite. That's a dumb spread. Do you want to I start, mean, I, or do you want me to start? 
I'll start. I mean, I think USC, right. are they the seventh team in the country? Maybe not. I mean, they... Debatable. Arizona State scored 25 on them. Washington State, that actually wasn't that close in the second half. I don't know, Caleb Williams is pretty good. Rising's pretty good, too. I don't know, I mean, just that trio of Williams, Die, Addison, I just, especially losing to Florida and, um, who'd they lose to last year? UCLA. Especially, I mean, UCLA is good, but losing to both of those teams, I'm not convinced they can beat USC. I think they can, actually. I changed my mind. I think they can. I don't think they will. I think, I think USC wins outright. Um... I don't know. USC superstars should really come out to play against a good Utah defense. You know, come Mario Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Dye, Caleb Williams. But Utah, they're a balanced team. You know, you know, you know what you're gonna get from Utah. They're a good team, even though USC is more questionable than Utah because they really haven't been challenged a lot this year. But their USC's defense is really questionable, especially because they really rely on turnovers. But Utah's defense has been worse than we expected, so what are we going to see at this game? You know, Utah has a really good environment. You know, it's going to be a tough place to play at. I I really think Utah could win this game. I think they're going to bounce back. I think USC is going to lose, even though USC was in my playoff pick. Really? Give me the Utes. You're, get, you're picking Utah fresh off two uh, – well, not fresh off. Hell yeah, dude. They need a bounce back. four and two Utah. Against Caleb Williams, Travis Dye, and Jordan Addison. Hell yeah, dude. Give me the Utes. All right. That's a ballsy pick. Okay. Uh, I'm, so, I'm rocking with it. Well, I'm not rocking with it. I disagree with you strongly. But I'm rocking okay. with the, the, um, the boldness. All right. So those are our week seven. That's our week seven preview. And before we end this, I want to dive into a little recruiting here. Because I do like college football recruiting. So Florida landed three-star safety Bryce Thornton out of Georgia. And they also landed Dijon Johnson, Ohio State flip, who's a top 100 uh, cornerback slash safety in the country. So Florida and Billy Napier move up to the number eighth class in the country, surpassing Miami, Clemson, and Tennessee. So good move for the Gators there. And five-star edge rusher Damon Wilson has been crystal balled to Ohio State by Steve Wilfong. So that'd be really good for the Buckeyes. You know, he's out in Venice, Florida, you know. I really thought Miami had a chance here as a Miami fan, but honestly, no. We we have a really good edge rusher in the class already. So, Ohio State's recruiting really well, and that's all I got. Also, we should talk about some college basketball, too, on future podcasts. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. But it is getting late today, so. All right. I probably um, should go. You want to you end this soon? Well, let's yeah. talk, I thought we were going to talk about the Greensboro uh, crime rate. Okay, yes. After Okay, yeah, let's finish on, on that very high note for sure. Okay, so I guess we're just saying the city we live in. Yeah, most dangerous cities in the USA. I guess we're in one of them. Thir- you say 30 seconds? Like, okay, can you I mean, fact that's what somebody that, or did somebody from your school say that? Somebody from my school said that, so I'm See, they not be reliable. Most dangerous cities in USA. It's just like murders per uh, I don't know how they measure it. Is it just never mind. Most dangerous cities. Hey, we're not in the top ten. Safest large cities. Raleigh's seven. What do you call Safest cities in the US carries it to 
Okay. I'm going to look at a different thing. Most dangerous cities in the world 2022. Let's see. Okay, that's top 10. Okay, I don't know if this is a I can't ranking. find anything. I think your friend was messing with you. No, I mean, they were, I mean, it, it was like during a seminar or something, so I think it was legit, but I can't get a source, so I can't guarantee that to be true. It could just be wrong, then. Anyways. They, they might not be messing with you, they could just, you know, be factually incorrect. Alright, so I thought this went pretty smoothly, more than last time, our second podcast. Um, I'd like to record one on Wednesday, does that work for you? Yeah, that, that should work. Are you sure? I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, just let me know. Like, seriously, let me know. And you have a great weekend of college football. You too, Luca. This was fun. All right.